What if Red Skull joins Aisha and the Sovereign that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and he joins Team Adam Warlock? It's like a buddy cop show now, but it's Red mm -hmm. Skull and Loki. It's revealed that that NSA connection that gave John Walker, US agent, the shield. It was Red Skull the whole time. Guys, welcome back to New Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory once again from uh, just the void that we all are, are stuck in. This is a show where we pitch some wild theories from our, well, Red Skulls about the Red Skull. Guys, I'm Philip Molina and joining me here uh, digitally as holograms, uh, of course, we have Eric Voss. Hello, I'm uh, a well-read Red Skull, well-wishing you some redness in those cheeks so that there's still blood flowing through your... your you know what Eric's been working on in isolation? It's like tongue twisters and my best tongue lifting. And it'll never be good enough. We also know what's in that cup he's drinking. Nothing. Yeah. He never has. He he keeps not having anything in that cup, and I don't, I don't know, know why people are distracted by me holding this. You have the driest tongue, Eric. You need to wet that thing. I'm, I'm telling a you, kitty cat. Yeah, 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 I yeah, hate yeah. that. Uh, speaking of all you cool cats and kittens, uh, we also have off-screen producer, producer Zach. Hey! Yay. I'm the Carol Maskin of New Rockstars. Um, and I just want to say I'm, I'm happy to sub in for Tommy Bechtold this week. He's off talking to all the world leaders to make sure we get this taken care of so that the Buffalo Bills season is not delayed. So... But Bill's nation, strong and proud. He doesn't know what else is going on and why it's delayed. It's going to yeah, come yeah. to an end soon. And Marina Mastros, how are you holding up? Yay. I'm good. I feel good. Uh, yep, I'm inside. <laughs> I, I see now I'm not buying it. I have a feeling you're not, I'm not inside. outside. I've never even been outside. I don't even know what it is. This what is a fake Zoom is. background we're looking at. <laughs> Guys, uh, what we spend our uh, breaks doing is nerdy stuff. Like just rewatching the entire MCU. We're in the middle of doing our Infinity Saga rewatch. Actually, we're still early on if you want to join us. Uh, but as we're going into it, we're looking into these lingering questions about the MCU, uh, all these interesting characters that are established in the background. And will they come back? Will we see them again? And the one that is obviously maybe the, one of the biggest lingering questions in the entirety of the MCU is Red Skull. Now, this guy was the villain all the way back in Captain America, the first Avenger, which is Eric's favorite movie because it features his heroes, uh, Nazis. Armin uh, Zola. <laughs> Yeah, you're a big Armin head, yeah. Uh, uh, you have Zola for life, uh, or like uh, property of Zola over your crotch. Zola! <laughs> yeah. Free Zola. So he showed up again in Infinity War and Endgame, and then he lost his job just like everyone else, so we all want to know, uh, <laughs> what is he up to now? This guy needs a job. Guys, pitch me on how Red Skull is going to return to the MCU. Okay, I got a theory. Um, Red Skull was on Vormir. He was the uh, stone keeper for the Soul Stone. Uh, and there was an alternate version of the Vormir sequence from Endgame that was uh, released on Disney Plus with Clint and Natasha. And in that uh, deleted sequence, uh, Thanos' forces arrive to uh, basically uh, get to the Soul Stone first. In that moment, it's hilarious. Red Skull just goes... Peace! And he, like, disappears. And uh, apparently he has teleportation powers, uh, which he did not have without the power of the uh, Space Stone beforehand. But clearly this guy went somewhere. And you can argue whether or not that deleted scene's canon or not. But that guy went somewhere. So you have to ask, 
Where in the cosmos have we seen the MCU where his values and his philosophy would be most appreciated? Well, Red Skull is like a crazy extreme eugenics obsessed uh, geneticist. He's like basically um, the pure blood wizard uh, who believes that every everybody should bow down to like the superior uh, blood and race. That sounds a lot like the Sovereign and the Enclave. So the people who created Adam Warlock. They're people who look down on mixed race and uh, people who they believe are crossbreeds and they believe in like uh, perfecting one's DNA to create the super uh, superior being. So you can imagine what if Red Skull joins Aisha and the Sovereign that we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and he joins Team Adam Warlock, which is basically Space Jesus. His DNA is perfect. <laughs> uh, and we're going to see him in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right. as like the weird uh, uh, caretaker to Adam Warlock who just kind of worships uh, basically a more refined version of what Red Skull was going for in the first Captain America movie. Huh. So, so we're going to combine forces there, Red Skull and Adam Warlock. I really like the coloring of that image, by the way, because red and yellow are the most contrasting colors, like the McDonald's logo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone's going to be so hungry. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by McDonald's, I wish. Um, Eric, <laughs> I, I feel like I need a, a, a scene from this where I very clearly hear a Red Skull impression giving me <laughs> a scene from this movie. Okay, so imagine a uh, an intergalactic courtroom scene living tribunal is the judge overseeing all this and the debate is kind of like the scopes monkey trial right it's about um, evolution it's about evolution and genetics in the mcu after thanos who was a, an eternal with a deviant gene wreaks so much havoc the whole universe is turned against people who are not genetically perfect derivations of like the celestials right uh so on one side uh you have uh like the guardians of the galaxy who are arguing like hey it doesn't matter where you came from or what's in your dna we're all kind of like you know cross-bred freaks and that's okay uh whereas on the other <laughs> side chris pratt impression yeah on the other <laughs> side you have uh red skull who is arguing what is the perfect direction for all of us to go? Another crossbred freak like the Mad Titan Thanos who believes that the only way is population control? Or shall we population control by having only the purest of our bloods be that blood that is allowed to breed into our next generation? He's just a pug. <laughs> I feel like Red I just saw, I just saw all the way up into Eric's brain. I feel like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, we worked that thing hard. That thing's uh, shriveling rapidly. Uh, uh, Eric, you obviously, I mean, you earn a rogi for that. Ooh. What did it? What did it become on your a end? Free fidget spinner. I got a bitcoin. <laughs> It's got to keep spinning to hold its value. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure. laughs> Better be a perpetual uh, spinner. Um, uh, but you can place it on any anywhere on your body you'd like. Uh, and then... <laughs> you're, like, confused. And then I just want to point out that um, I, I really like this, this idea of Red Skull coming back. I think it's weird if he's able to just leave Vormir whenever he wants, because then he's not really being tortured. But I still like it. But also, I'm still just giving... The first one was for your theory. The second one is for your impression. Uh, that I'm giving you. The second rogi became red eye drops. 
Um, <laughs> uh, by the way, black and red, he held it up. Those are red skull colors, just saying. Ooh. They're also Nazi colors, which is <laughs> Darth Maul. They're also new Rockstars <laughs> colors. <laughs> Eric, you picked those colors. You made me. <laughs> I wanted the United uh, Colors of Benetton to be the new Rockstars logo. Uh, all right, who's next? Uh, I have an idea. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Let's leave. get out of here, guys. <laughs> you know what, guys? Has anybody yeah. been outside recently? Let's yeah, go let's to the beach. Let's do that. Uh, so I'm going to lead with my Red Skull impression. Um, Great, yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's not going to be a scratchy. Uh, but so, uh, I rewatched, uh, Captain America last night and, um, uh, at the end, you know, they're having that big battle and, you know, everybody remembers this, but he goes, uh, I have seen the future and there are no flags. Or maybe he says flags. Uh, <laughs> might have been flags. Flags. There are no flags. Oh, and he also, this is a totally different scene, but he also says victory. <laughs> Which I think a is victory. Very, says, oh, those the Germans German v. with the W's and the V's. Yeah, <laughs> Eric Wass. Yeah, yeah, Eric Wass. Yeah. I took him so seriously, and he's so threatening. Except for the one time in the movie, he says victory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so he uh, a little baby. He, yeah. He's a you want victory, you little baby. <laughs> now that he's out of a job, right? He's pooping around Vormir. He can't, uh, in my pitch, he can't just like teleport off because he couldn't teleport off to begin with. It was a Tesseract that took him there. So he's pooping around, he's stuck. And at the end of Endgame, uh, Loki actually has the Tesseract, right? He stole it. So the first place that Loki is gonna go is if um, Gamora was able to, able to figure out that the Soul Stone is on Vormir, then I think Loki is gonna be able to figure that out too. So he pops to Vormir to go get the Soul Stone, not knowing that it's not there. And Red Skull is like, hey, like, before you leave, before you bounce, like, let me pitch you, like, my mission is basically the same as yours. His is, Loki's is like universal domination. They, they both want all the stones. They're both on a mission to find all the stones. But Red Skull is like, okay, cool. Like I'm on the same page as you. Let me take over Earth. Like let me do your bidding. Like I'm, I'm gonna be like a, a not a lap dog, but like, what's like a side dish? Like what's, a vassal? Yeah. Or, you like, know what I mean? Like <laughs> what a better like, word? Like, yeah. Yeah, or a side dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But yeah, like, like let me better. reign over this domain. For yeah, exactly. You. Like, yeah. like he's willing to let Loki be the ultimate ruler. But he still has like beef over what happened, so he wants to be in control of Earth. So he hitches a ride with Loki, and and the way that he comes back into the MCU is through the Loki series. So we find Red Skull as we're going into maybe the first or second episode, and uh, and they poop they poop around the universe together, and they become buddies, murderous little tykes. Whittle. <laughs> Whittle take seeking out Wiktwee. So I like this. I feel like uh, you got to pitch me on a twist because these are two bad guys teaming up with each other. A tw- yeah, I mean, they are. And this is like, I mean, the Loki series is like, okay, Loki, is he good? Is he bad? Right? So 2012 Loki is still bad, but there is a still, there is still a future, right? Where he, 11 years later or whatever, where he's kind of writing the line between like, is he good? Is he bad? So this Loki series, the twist is like Red Skull is there to be, to sit on his shoulder and be his bad, like angel, like he's pull, mm. or his devil. He's pulling him toward the dark side. And the whole series is like, will we watch Loki 
stay bad and become bad or will we watch him slowly over the course of like a couple of seasons basically is he gonna be a uh, uh, pull uh what's the guys in breaking bad walter white yeah is he gonna break bad is he gonna be a walter white or is he gonna be jesse who starts out bad and basically becomes a good character breaking good oh. yeah exactly <laughs> so that is is interesting because 2012 Loki, alternate 2012 Loki, does not have the necess- necessarily have the same journey that our Loki has, so he has to have a whole different reason for why he might turn into a good guy eventually. It's a different timeline, but the potential of each person, I believe, is the same. Like, no matter what timeline it in, it, you're in, the reality could be different, but deep down, every person has the same potential within them. So he could end up good just for totally different reasons, like you said, but he also could just stay a murderous little psychopath. <laughs> uh, some of that was beautiful. <laughs> Marina, you're gonna get a rogie. The rogies that uh, be on my side, they become nice, pretty, decorative stones. Oh, oh. uh-oh. <laughs> okay, Marina, that pile is one rogie. No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tried to make it too easy on yourself. Uh. Got a whole pile, and you better keep it. If you lose any of those stones, that's a fraction of a rogie you're losing. Shit, okay, all right, I gotta find more stuff. All right, well, you can look around while we move on to Zach's theory. Okay, uh, so here's what I think. And 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 just to be clear, the, the Russo brothers did say after Endgame that now that, um, you know, Clint got the Soul Stone, that Red Skull is, like, released of his duties to guard it, right? So he's, he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants, but he's still alive in some kind of weird floaty way, right? So here's what I'm thinking. The two things, or the, the one main thing we still know about Red Skull, right, is he's got to be pissed off at Captain America, right? Uh, that's the guy that he was fighting, that he wanted to be partners with, kind of, because he was like, hey, we're these two uh, super soldiered up guys. Like, we should be running things, not these puny humans, whatever. But um, Steve Rogers was too good a dude, so Red Skull got zapped into space. But he still has a beef with Captain America. But, of course, Captain America in this timeline is now an old dude, and Red Skull doesn't want to go beat up some old dude, right? Like, I've tried it, it's fun, but it's a fleeting fun, you know? Um, Yeah, that's why you had to leave Florida. (laughs) I mean, technically, everybody you fight in Florida is an old dude, but, um, uh, so... Or an alligator. So he still wants revenge on Captain America, but not the physical person, Steve Rogers, but more the idea of Captain America. So, flash forward to the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, okay? We know this character, U.S. Agent, is going to be involved. We've seen Wyatt Russell uh, is going to be playing him. We saw that in the Super Bowl ad spot. Uh, He's kind of, he's got the shield, right? He's got kind of the Cap-esque outfit. Seems like he's playing the Captain role. And, And let's say that, like... After the events of Endgame, even though Cap gave the shield to um, Falcon, right, uh, Sam, that the government was like, actually, this belongs to us. We have a trademark on the Captain America uh, name, so we'll be taking this shield, <laughs> yeah. uh, Circle R, right? This is ours. And they give it, maybe maybe through the, the guise of, like, there's this senator in charge of the security committee or whatever, or a top NSA guy, and he hands it over to Wyatt Russell. Uh, who, you know, does the, does the pep rallies and is kind of the face of, for the government of the kind of Captain America program. But quickly, he's a stooge. He turns bad. He does some bad stuff. He gets some terrible press. Maybe he's like, 
you know, carrying out weird assassinations for the government, all kinds of terrible stuff. Boom, it's revealed that that NSA connection that gave John Walker, U.S. agent, the shield. It was Red Skull the whole time, right? The whole time. The whole time. (laughs) Because we know, right, in the comics, it wasn't as emphasized in his movie uh, appearances, but Red Skull is a master of disguise, right? And so Mm. he was... He was the whole time he had a weird plastic face on as, as some senator or a uh, deputy of the interior or whatever, right? Nobody noticed that the dude Just didn't have feet. Sweating so yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody noticed. Does he, does he have a wife and kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He committed. He really committed to the role. <laughs> is, he's a also red skulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little, little red skulls. Baby red skulls. <laughs> The dog. Um, So this is all like his plan to discredit the Captain America brand more so than the person he wants to like wipe it off the face of the earth and have only bad associations with it. How cool would this be for the Falcon and Winter Soldier Disney Plus series if in this series we got Baron Zemo, Bucky and Red Skull, the villains from all three Captain America movies in the same series. That's like, even though yeah. we won't have Captain yeah. America probably very much himself, like there's there's some nice continuity there. Yeah, uh, Zach, uh, I'm giving you uh, a rogie for the first reveal. Whoa, uh, it's toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> oh. oh my god, it's so valuable on your side. Uh, then uh, I'm giving you so that the reveal of why I also peel off, anytime you peel off a face and there's another uh, less of a face underneath. <laughs> I like how people would think like, oh, it's gonna be a mask. It's gonna have another face, and it just is red viscera like underneath. Uh, I'm giving you a second rogi for that connection of all three of the. Okay, it's a lot of toilet paper. You show off. Uh, <laughs> this uh, is these are my all my uh, worldly possessions. I literally this is my retirement yeah. now. Uh, uh, they're, they're made of the books behind you. There used to be more. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I was going to give you a third one because I really like this idea uh, of all three of the villains. I was going to double reward it. And then you pronounce continuity, continuity. <laughs> and uh, uh, you lost it right there. So do I get uh, it now? Uh, uh, usually when you ask that, I feel like I have to I have to give you one. You just have something you want to show off. Uh uh, no, because that would also take you to three. So, no, sorry, uh, Eric, you've taken enough from Zach. Over this time. That's true. Yeah. I just want some of his toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you don't live that far from me, Eric. I'm, I'm willing to, I can spare roll, brother. Just roll it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hear him back in a tweet. My tweet's simple. Uh, Red Skull's racist, so he's canceled. <laughs> What's so he he doesn't come back? Oh, he comes back, but he's he's canceled. <laughs> just just to get canceled. Yeah, and it's from he the account of the Living Twitter. Tribunal. That's his ruling. Okay, he rules via tweet. <laughs> rules via tweet. Uh, uh, bad boys three more like uh, buddy cop series Loki and Red Skull pooping around the universe as best friends. And then it's okay. a picture of both of them with their thumbs up. Uh, and then uh, uh, the Merriam-Webster account replies to and asks for definition on pooping <laughs> around since you've used it so many times. Uh, on a mission to collect all the Infinity Stones. That's exactly what pooping around means? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know when you're pooping around, you know, on a mission to collect all the Infinity <laughs> yeah, Stones? Yeah, 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 Thanos yeah. was pooping around. Yeah. 
Thor was pooping around at one Just point. Just going from place to place, putting things in your basket, <laughs> but the things in your basket are infinity stones and your basket is a gauntlet. <laughs> what a specific definition. Uh, and Zach, your tweet. Uh, in honor of Tommy Bechtold, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, never dull. It, what's behind that face? It's Red Skull. Hashtag Tommy Bechtold, Yay. hashtag Bill's Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> Just go. Uh, you're the only person that looks up to Tommy Bechtold. <laughs> He's my daddy, which makes you my granddaddy, Philip. <laughs> oh well, uh, stay away from me because I'm in a uh, risk category. <laughs> um, all right, and you have a procl- uh, you, you tend to fight old people yeah, that's too. Right. Uh, uh, all right, guys. Before we move on to uh, our next theory that I'm actually really excited to get into, uh, just we got to give a huge thanks to our sponsor for giving us a huge thing to be hugely happy about. I'm talking about your wieners. <laughs> uh, you two ladies, uh, we're talking blue chew. Say it with me now. You got to chew the blue to spit the glue. Uh, all right. You guys want to be confident in the bedroom, am I right? Yes, yes for once in my life. But. Oh. <laughs> Current events have made me real soft and sad. <laughs> Normally, current events, for Eric. But right now, you need uh, some help from modern medicine, who are the real heroes. We've established this. Uh, but you don't want to get Viagra or Cialis. Those are expensive, and those are brand names, and you don't need those. Also, they're harder to get. Uh, but you know what's not? What's great at getting you harder? <laughs> Blue Chew. It's cheaper and it's made in the USA. Uh, you don't have to spend time waiting at your doctor's office or, or at the pharmacy. Again, though, I keep saying it's nothing to be ashamed of. Go to your pharmacist. Scream at them. I need uh, help with this. Quick. <laughs> She's in the car. Um, <laughs> Uh, you, they can actually do a, just like this, we're going to do a live one here. They can do an online consultation. So Eric, go ahead and show us what you're dealing with. Okay. <laughs> just like, we can just blur this. Great. No, show okay, it. Okay, so. Show it. <laughs> so if you look like a, a spinner, a fidget spinner down there, but you can't get it to just uh, uh, stick straight up, uh, uh, you can do this online consultation with them, and then they ship it directly to your door in discreet packaging. I've said it a million times. Put Blue Chew on it. I think it's something to show off and be proud about. But here's uh, the great deal. I'm still waiting for mine to come, and I'll let you know what, what happens uh, uh, when it gets here. Uh, but if you want one, you go to bluechew.com. You get your first order free. Just They give it to you free. You just got to pay five bucks for the shipping. Uh, you just got to use our code, which is NEWROCK, N-E-W-R-O-C-K. Uh, five bucks for the shipping. Again, it's bluechew.com, so B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, uh, and promo code NEWROCK. Um, I'll wait while our guests here go ahead and fill out their orders. New really, rock you all cards. owe, you owe <laughs> the straight women of America a big favor. So, Marina, you... Yeah, I mean, you just chew the uh, blue for fun, right? It's like yeah. your tobacco. Well, the ironic part of this is that I have the biggest dick of them all. That's, that's true. <laughs> My belly button's been erect for longer than 24 hours. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Call your priest. <laughs> no. Uh, I made that mistake tell as a kid. you're in charge now. <laughs> Clearly I have powers, you don't. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, also, uh, every week we we uh, we've been playing a game of Rogue Theory with our patrons in the Discord. Uh, and this week we selected uh, there were uh, two great pitches about what the plot of Mandalorian season two is. 
Um, so we had a great submission from Kylofin2187 that we really liked, but actually our winner, when you combine audience and judge votes, is Composer95, who composed a really cool plot around, uh, and I want you guys to respond to this theory, uh, it's going to be Mando having to unite the tribes of the recovering Mandalore to defeat Moff Gideon, who he met earlier, and honestly, who's gonna have to help him uh, in order to do that, because he can't do it alone, the tribes are all in factions. Of course, Ahsoka Tano. Um, yeah, so uh, what do you guys think of that idea for Mandalorian season two? I like that idea. I feel like that's, if you imagine what's the, the broad arc of the series, it begins with the Mandalorian people scattered. Even the name Mandalorian is kind of uh, disambiguous. You don't know his name. Everyone's kind of anonymous. So going from that to uh, the, the finale being everyone reunited and uh, having a name and that name meaning something. Yeah, that, that makes sense on a thematic level for sure. Also, like, it makes sense for a character arc because the whole first season is him basically not wanting to be a dad and only wanting to take care of himself and him learning, like, okay, I have to be responsible for, like, another another living thing. And the whole Mandalorian culture is like, no, I'm, I'm out for myself. Like, I'm a bounty hunter. I'm only taking care of myself. And this is... This that season would be another arc of like going from an individualistic mindset to like no let's essentially unionize and get everybody to work together, or or even beyond unionize like family eyes mm-hmm, right that's something yeah. that happens a lot with uh, new parents especially new single parents is they have to now make some some decisions how much do I want to uh, do this on my own versus go back to get help from my parents, reconnect to my family, and then beyond that, if you're from the smaller uh, culture you're from, the more you have to decide, actually, do I need to teach this culture and bring this culture into this life? So that, like, sending it back up the family tree in a way mm-hmm. is very much what new parents have to deal with. Yeah. Speaking as a parent of many children <laughs> that I have met. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> yeah, exactly. My grandson. Daddy. Uh, On screen, sorry. Daddy. And Daddy. Okay. Daddy. 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 <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, so you can play along, too, and you can join now the likes of these uh, great champions. Composer95 is the most recent. You get a special little designation in the Discord when you've won uh, Discord Rogue Theory. Um, all you got to do is become a patron and hop over there, and we play every single week. Guys, the new theory I want to talk about and they're moving all of the movies that we need to see to far away, and I'm very <laughs> nervous about it. And it 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 means so many bad things potentially, <laughs> but it also means an amazing 2021 potentially. Uh, and but one of the biggest implications could be the timing of the Black Widow release. They have not announced it. They delayed Black Widow on us. Which, okay, they're delaying everything. But we all know the MCU is just so mm, carefully woven together from the web of Feige. <laughs> and now, suddenly, they might have to push this movie late. It, what if they don't want to push it? Uh, what if they don't also want to push the Disney Plus shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier and stuff? Now, suddenly, their design of their timeline is going to get knocked out of whack. We have previously talked about what's going to happen in the Black Widow post credit scene. We have previously said, oh, it leads perfectly into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I want you to scrap all that. Forget it. It's not going to happen, Marina. <laughs> Instead, I want to know if they push Black Widow out past Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then what post credit scene are they going to have to suddenly shoot last minute, throw in there and make it a perfect setup for Black Widow to connect to something else that's coming in the MCU, not related to Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
Let's hear your theories. Uh, you yelled at me, so I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> if I yelled at me and just said my name at all. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we're watching Black Widow from our Disney Plus accounts at home in 2021. Everything is back to normal, but, uh. but Disney Plus is just an, releasing movies uh, directly onto their platform now, which will never happen, but in our dreams it can. And... We watched the whole movie. We're staying in our seats and... At we, our home. At our home. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't get up and dump popcorn on the ground. Nope. Yeah. And uh, we watch uh, full 30 minutes of credits. And then <laughs> we see um, back to the end of Endgame. Natasha Romanoff wakes up on Vormir. Soulstone in hand. Ooh. Right? And she goes, what the hell? I'm supposed to be dead. And then that perfect impression, just go with me there. That wasn't too bad, actually, if you think about <laughs> it. It does kind of have a little bit of blow. It needs a little rasp. Yeah, yeah, a little rasp, yeah. And she sits up, she's in the water, and she hears a voice from behind her, and it, and it goes, Natasha Romanoff, Romanoff. And she turns around, and it's <laughs> Doctor Strange, okay, in an Iron Man suit. Ooh. Yeah. And he goes, we have work to do. So basically, and then cuts to black. So this is basically a tie-in from the Black Widow movie to uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And that movie is basically going to be pooping around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not. We say no more. We know the exact plot <laughs> of that movie. It's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah. But it is uh, Doctor Strange going through different universes and different realities uh, to realities where the characters that have died in a different version, he can save them or bring them back and can, and bring them and reassemble them to fight a new uh, villain who could be Doctor Doom Ooh. is my pick. That's my preference. And so it's a total... It's not a redo because I think that would be like cheap, like, oh, we, they're just undoing everything. They're not undoing anything. These are totally separate realities. And the entire movie is getting to see these different realities and different characters that we lost in a totally new adventure. Say Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver <laughs> comes back too. Hell yes. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. Collecting all our dead uh, uh, characters and just bringing them back. Very cool. Why is he in the Iron Man suit? Because he can do whatever the fuck he Because Tony's not now. using it anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such a great... Imagine if you already have the powers that Doctor Strange has, but his weakness is his body, so he might as well... Like, he was just like... They, they buried him, and he was like, Excuse me, oop, oop, can I just borrow? Oop, I'm just going to squeeze sque this off you. And he just, like, takes it away. And everyone... No one's mad at him. Yeah, I like uh, his uh, trading card of the character. It's like strengths, magic, all this stuff. Brilliant or weakness. Body. <laughs> I mean, general, it is, though. General body. Yeah, Benedict. Yeah, his, like, his yeah, hands exactly are all fucked up. <laughs> There's two things that would be huge here, though. Well, now the Black Widow needs to be added to, to uh, Multiverse of Madness if she wasn't already. But I guess there's time to, to reshoot that. But also, I'm going to throw <laughs> out, and this is this is uh, where you get an uh, inadvertent roguey here, Marina. Uh, there you go. Uh, and this is because you made it so Natasha, post-death, 
can wield an infinity stone in her hand, <laughs> yeah. which means she came back different. Yeah. And that's a whole thing. We don't know what that would mean, how she came back. But yeah. so Black Widow plus powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what she could do without powers. Maybe she, maybe her power now is like she can bring people back from the dead. Who knows? Also, the rogi turned into a piggy bank. <laughs> oh, sweet. Is there stuff inside of it? It's really heavy, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, you'd knock your camera down. Yeah, I know, because it's so much much, so much money in here, yo. <laughs> Careful, we're going to rob you. Yeah. Uh, all right, I love it. Uh, who's next? Okay, I've got one here. Um, so, uh, Black Widow ends. We're assuming maybe Red Guardian dies, right? Um, it seems like, because David Harbour has to die, right? That's that's in his contract. That it's his, his role. His characters have to yeah. die. Um, <laughs> but we... Boom, the movie ends, it's sad, Black Window is triumphant, but um, uh, Red Guardian is is dead, maybe some other characters die as well. Uh, we go back to the prison where Red, Garden, where Red Guardian was broken out of in, in Russia, Siberia, wherever. And um, it's also the prison that um, Stranger Things, David Harbour, will be at yeah. as well. Right? Yeah. There's only one Russian prison. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the gulag. Yeah, yeah, it's the gulag. Yeah, everyone knows the gulag. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and maybe there's like a warden we saw from earlier. Maybe some prisoners we recognize. They're milling about, and uh, we see like uh, some case files. You know, and the top one is Red Guardian, uh, and then the one right underneath it, it just says um, Peter Rasputin. Open it up. Mm. Boom! Oh. It's Colossus. Okay, oh. and then maybe the file underneath that. Uh, weapon X, but it's written in like the Cyrillic alphabet or whatever, so it just looks like googly goo. Weapon yeah, X. yeah, that's it, that's it. But we could tell the X, we could tell the yeah. X part. Um, <laughs> and then open that up, boom, this is our entree, the Weapon X program, mutant kind, right? Maybe there's some hints of Wolverine, Sabretooth, Deadpool, what, somehow this connects. And I like this because like, it makes sense, Colossus is Russian, so like, we're, we're spending a lot of time in Russia and in Black Widow, but also this is totally unexpected. This is not something that's on the Phase Four lineup. Anything to do with with mutants or Colossus or even Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be like a fun, unexpected post credits thing for Black Widow. Yeah, and and sticking well, and and it doesn't ha- require many reshoots or anything, right? Because it's just it's not about Black Widow in that. Uh, and I think you could get away with introducing Colossus that way in the way that they did Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver where they're not mutants in the MCU, they're like experiments. And so we know that Russia had done its own experiments. Yeah. If they tried to create their own Iron Man or Steel Man or something, you know, but literally he can turn uh, to that with his skin. There's actually, there was a character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that was pretty similar to that. Um, so maybe uh, that's yeah, that's a, a good way to bring it in. I like it because you brought in a mutant. Hey, yeah, and it makes sense. They could do yeah. it. There you go. There's a rogi. Just really. Is that the same one? How can I tell the difference? They're, they're they're all the same. I actually only have one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> this rogi has to last a long time, <laughs> Philip. <laughs> uh, somewhere your fiance is like Zach. Are you done yet? <laughs> no. Hold it. Help. Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, uh, Eric. What do you got? Okay, um, so throughout the trailer footage for Black Widow, one thing I pointed out, and everyone keeps calling me crazy, is Natasha's holding these glowing red vials. And it's they seem completely yes. like literal red herrings. 
and people are like, oh, it could be anything. And I keep saying they look a lot like pin particles that we see in right. Avengers Endgame that are basically mm. the method, the, the flux capacitors of time travel in the MCU, right? Um, and they especially look like pin particles in the Funko Pop toy figurine, and the toys never yeah. lie. They don't look, if they aren't pin particles, what are they then? Because they don't look like anything else. So I think we're going to see this movie and you're not going to see them show up at all. People are going to be like, aha, it's going to be like that extra Hulk footage that they shot for (laughs) Infinity War. It wasn't in the movie at all. It was just something they threw in there just to distract us and send us down these theory rabbit holes until the post-credits scene. So we're going to find out. (laughs) what exactly happened at the end of Civil War. So uh, Steve Rogers broke a lot of these people out of the Raft prison, right? Well, in Toa, Steve Rogers is Falcon and Natasha Romanoff. Uh, Also, uh, people who got out of that prison were Scott Lang and Clint Barton. But for whatever reason, they ended up in, like, government lockdown uh, after after these events. So you're going to see how Natasha was intentionally trying to get uh, Scott Lang out of there. But Scott Lang had these extra pin particles that he gave to her and says, I don't want the government to get their hands on these. You hold on to them. And in the, in the post credit scene, throughout all the events of Black Widow, Natasha has to leave them behind. But uh, they're, they're left behind wherever she was staying. Wormhole opens. It is Loki and Time Variance Authority uh, agent Chrono Monitor, played by Owen Wilson. <laughs> they pick up these pin particles, and then Loki's like, "It's good thing we got these before anyone else did." And and Owen Wilson goes, "Yeah, because Kang was gonna get here real quick. Let's go take these back to HQ." Wow! And then they take them back to HQ. Wow! And Kang's on his way, and Loki coming out on Disney Plus very soon. Hopefully so. Uh, no, no Kang impression? Uh, yeah, who's going to play Kang? Oh, Richard Grant, right? Richard Grant's going to be in Loki, and uh, he's going to play Kang the Conqueror, and he shows up afterwards, and uh, he kind of also has a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> right? He, he, was in, uh, he was in Logan, and he was in uh, Rise of Skywalker, and he kind of mm-hmm. talks like this, but he doesn't have a nose, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Where was my pinbarter cards? Wow! <laughs> wow! Also- wow! Uh, Eric, uh, uh, you get a uh, self-pimping uh, uh, rogi. Oh, I of do. Putting yourself out there. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> what did you drop? <laughs> did you drop it? No. Did you drop it? It's a Valentine. Oh, uh, read Remember it. Remember February, guys? <laughs> Never happened. All right, uh, let's hear him back in a tweet. It's a ghost emoji and a lemon, and then uh, a girl going like this. Okay, and then uh, a robot plus um, a doctor emoji, <laughs> and then a unicorn. Because that's the magic of those two universes coming together, and then the, the entire representation of the multiverse of madness is a unicorn. Because there's, it's just magic. Man, how it's long have you emoji. been in isolation? <laughs> so long. You just—you so gotta conserve your words. You just gotta speak in emojis now. I, yeah, uh, yeah. That the tweet is entirely in emoji code, and anybody who correctly interprets it gets all these pretty rogies. You give them a, a rogie. One rogie. Don't try to pass it as more than one. Uh, great. All right, okay. Um, uh, Black Widow. Who's gonna defeat her? I don't know. But here's this guy, Peter. She done beat all her bosses to make way for Colossus. 
Um, <laughs> put on that tea kettle, because here comes a Russian man made of metal. Hashtag Tommy Bechtel. Wow, that's not a lot. Bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I'm You're glad like you didn't rhyme with uh, a Russian man is going to beat her. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, don't go there, God. Uh, uh, great. Uh, Eric. Okay, so uh, my tweet is a parody of that um, Gal Gadot um, Imagine video. Um, I know, it's, it was like two weeks ago, whatever. So it starts with Paul Rudd as Scott Lang saying, Imagine there's no future. And then hands over pin particles to Scarlett Johansson, who says, it's easy if you try. And then hands it off to uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and he says, uh, no future or past. And then hands it off to Owen Wilson, who says, wow, some pin particles, put them in my ass. <laughs> and then Richard Grant as Kang pops in there, he's like, imagine, and he gets cut off. Yeah. Wait, why did he need to go in his ass? Because it has to rhyme with past. Well, yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> you can't argue with that. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's the whole thing. Uh, all right, uh, Eric. I appreciate all the effort, but uh, the the rogi of this round is going to go to Zach hey! uh, of the, for the tweets. Uh, there you go. Uh, I appreciated all the rhymes uh, that happened uh, this time. A lot of those emojis rhymed. People didn't uh, pick up on that, but they did. Um, all right, uh, guys. It's not done yet. It's time for Rogue Questions! It's the 30th anniversary of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Who has the best pitch for which turtle they are and why? Um, Donatello, because I'm a scientist, but instead of using science, it's just me rearranging all of the ingredients in my kitchen and trying to make it into a real meal. <laughs> Classic Donatello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the bow staff. Just yeah, just <laughs> stirring a pot from two, six feet away. <laughs> I'd like to think of myself as uh, Michelangelo because I am a party dude. But I think probably more accurately, I'm Raphael and I'm just an introvert, you know? You, you take no two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'm Shredder because I keep having to shred the final square of toilet paper I have. Oh, smaller, smaller Eric, I'll make a delivery, buddy. You don't have hurry, to. Uh, hurry! I can't yeah. get off this toilet. <laughs> Eric, where are yes. you filming from? My bathroom was the largest room in our apartment. <laughs> we just set this up. It already had all the camera equipment too. Yeah. So we talk about all things that are relevant to pop culture on this show and on this channel, and we can't go forward without acknowledging our Tiger King Lord and Savior. Uh, so uh, the biggest issue a lot of people are having with the show Tiger King is that they find that none of the characters are redeemable <laughs> at all or, or even very likable. Um, so give me, in your best impression of a Tiger King character, a defense of why that character is actually your hero that you're rooting for. Oh, I'll, I'll go first. Only I, I'm not a smoker. Otherwise, just picture me with with like ten thousand cigarettes in my finger, and I'm Rick Deckham, the like reality TV producer in the cowboy hat. <laughs> it's like my life was forever changed by Joe Exotic. Ooh. I was never the same after that fire. I also I connected with him as an off-screen producer. I connect with my fellow off-screen producer, Rick Deckham. Of the <laughs> The, uh, and his defense is that it's it's Joe Exotic's fault. Yeah. It's all your yeah. fault, Philip. This is all you. <laughs> Philip Exotic. 
Okay, I'm 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 John Finlay, who's uh, his husband, <laughs> but or his ex-husband, but not Travis. Uh, pretend that I'm bald. <laughs> uh, shirtless. Pretend that shirtless. Take out your yeah, <laughs> and that I've done a shitload of meth. Okay. Okay. Ready. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ready. Oh God. <laughs> What? I don't even know. <laughs> that's that legitimately, one moment. That's, that's legitimately that one, one of his last moments on the, on the show. When he's just like, uh, what? <laughs> which, to be fair, is a decent argument of why we should support him, is that he had no idea what he the didn't even was going know. on at any point. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even know he was gay. I know! <laughs> yeah. Or that he wasn't. <laughs> I think this show is redeemable if you just choose that that one uh, former uh, uh, GW Zoo employee was redeemable. Oh, like, yeah, oh, she was. Oh, uh, you, can, you can save it with just, like, two months of therapy. Not cut off. Wait, <laughs> there's a new prosthetic that allows you to, to work with it for two weeks later? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> what? You, I, you don't even have to cut it off? It was just a dream? Nah, still cut off. <laughs> And also, it's the most Star Wars of all the, uh, uh, yeah. the characters. No! <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm okay with this. <laughs> Not a great defense uh, for most of those people. So, uh, Marina, uh, at least yours is the most accurate. Uh, I did it because of the meth. Blame it on the meth. It turned into a chapstick. <laughs> yeah. Not chapsticks. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, I didn't keep count, so who won? What are your, what are your totals? I have three. I, I believe I have four. I have three. Oh! Off-screen producer Zach is our, is our winner of this uh, episode, and I, I don't know what your wish is, so why don't you tell us? Well, I really loved, uh, in a recent video Eric made, Eric and um, uh, editor John did a very quick, fun thing where they turned Eric into Exotic Joe for just, like, a single oh. frame. And I would love it if, if sorry, uh editor john if you could make all of us like give us the dumb mustache and the, the weird mullet uh, all right well, we're, we're all gonna go uh marry each other now and just like the end of every episode of rogue theory that's it thank you so much to our guests uh zach huddleston our winner this week Yay! thank you marina mastros we missed you it's nice to see that you're getting on fine. i'm alive Yay! yeah uh, and no one thought it would happen uh, and eric what do we got going on well, what we got going on is if I become governor of Oklahoma, I'll make polyamory mandatory. <laughs> mandatory. And Carol f***ing Baskin wants to make me to dead husbands under septic tanks the only way you can be in a marriage. And what's uh, our next uh, MCU rewatch oh, coming out for? <laughs> Love me some Thor. Thor. Thor's haircut comes the closest to a Joe Exotic. Yeah. I feel like. yeah. Thor's right. the big hunk of man, if you ask me. Yeah. All right, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory as a podcast feed, and uh, go ahead and stay tuned to his YouTube channel. And uh, also, our, our footage of just us saying terrible things about people we hate that we want murdered, and then you'll use it against us in court. Uh, follow Twitter, uh, New Rock Stars, and me at Philip Molina on Instagram and Twitter. Bye. Bye. Bye.